If you love what we do, then please consider supporting Cryptfail on Patreon. Your support helps us grow and to create more content more often. And now, on with the show. George pulls up to the house. Uh, thanks, George. Uh, do you mind waiting a little bit? I can do that. Cool. Won't be long. And Cypher jumps out of the back, and she's still armed to the teeth, and she runs inside, and she realizes she doesn't have a key to the door. Uh, did they lock it? She's testing the lock. Taryn's locked it. All right. Yeah. You're going to blow up the window again? <laughs> For fuck's sake. But rather blowing than blowing up the window, she uses the butt of the gun and breaks the window. Um, and then unlocks it from the inside and then clambers in through the window. And um, she's inside, she looks around. Kittens are nowhere to be seen. Anyway, um, she runs down into the basement and she's going to do what she was going to do. And she's probably actually going to be... It might be easier to... Either way, just give me a difficulty and I'll... I'll let you choose for what you feel is fair. All right. Can I get a blue for using my... Yep. Hacking computers. Yep. So <laughs> three purple sound familiar. That uh, sound good. Yep. Sound familiar. Yes, they do. I've heard three purple <laughs> a lot. Sounds very familiar. <laughs> and I'm spending a white, so I get to upgrade one of my dice. This better fucking work. Yep. Three success, two advantage. Okay. All right. So all up, it takes her about because uh, she's familiar with doing this already. Anyway, it takes her about um, probably a good you know half an hour. To, to do that cool she, she sits back in the the bean bag and she uh, feels something digging in her back and pulls out one of the clips throws it on the ground she looks at that that horrible grease gun it's all covered in blood she unslings the mp5 uh, unclips the mag from it ejects the round does the same with the um the grease gun takes the pistol from out behind her as well because that's digging into her back takes the magazine out unclips the mag ejects the round that's in it she starts to shake a little bit she's looking around the room she starts taking her clothes off and she heads upstairs to get changed and then after she gets changed into some fresher clothes she runs back out to george okay back to corner stones if you be if no if you be if you please if you be if you want to be if you want to be a cab driver You've got to get with my friends. See, I'd give Emily inspiration for that. Only there is none in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Can 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 we have a white back? (laughs) Give her a white. You can give her one of those blues. Yeah, you can have a blue. Advantage. Yeah, you can have a blue. Okay. For next time I roll. I can't right now. Uh All right. So Cypher's on the way back to um, Cornerstones. Oh, crap. What? Nothing. Forgot something again. Oh. But I better let the, the GM know. Um, okay. Well, while all of that is happening, Terrence has gone outside to the car and he's picked up his phone from the footwell. Are there any new messages on it? There is not. The mysterious person doesn't like you anymore. Wait, what? There was a mysterious person? T- Terry got a text with an address from not Mr. Fennyman. Oh, okay. Cypher does not know this. No, Ren doesn't either. Okay. There is no new messages. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. Okay, before Cypher gets back to Cornerstones, if she gets back to Cornerstones, Terrence she is going back. to get back in the car properly and drive off to this address on his phone. 
without telling anybody. Well, nobody it, knows. It takes. Well, she took at least half an hour and then another twenty minutes to track yeah, back so with them. Terence would definitely have time if he left straight away, went and looked at his phone. So yeah, Terence. Terence has gone to to this mysterious address. The street's dark with the lights flickering only sparsely, and every now and again you pass a member of the city's refuse. Alive or dead, you're not sure, and forgotten by the city. The address looms ahead, and the two jagged spires at the rear of the building punctuate its presence, and the large arched doorway, which is flanked by a gargoyle on each side of the roof looking down, give the warehouse a gothic aesthetic to its existence. A gothic warehouse? <laughs> Why not? Nice. Windows? Really big church that fell out of funding and got repurposed into a warehouse. Okay. Huh? All right. Terence is confused, but he he goes up to it. Uh, Terence knocks. Standing beyond the threshold are two brightly coloured individuals. Bright shiny green shirts, yellow pants and orange waistcoats. Their faces are white with diamonds painted over their eyes and big red happy grin on one and a sad grin on the other. Clowns? <laughs> Terence does a very fun uh, back shuffle and he's like, nope, no, nah, I'm not about this. I don't know what this is about, but it's not okay. <laughs> I am not down to clown, okay? Mm -mm. Happy Face looks back over his shoulder and slowly nods an acknowledgement before turning and looking at his partner. Sad Face nods with a tilt of his head and Happy Face simply shrugs. They then step back away from the doorway, giving you entry. Yeah, you just, just melt back into whatever creepy shadows you spawned from. Terrence kind of slowly goes back up to the door and peeks around it, looking both ways. Are you here to guide me to the to the payment patron person? That would be my honor. The figure is dressed in a Victorian cut-tailed suit. It hugs his frame as if it was part of his body and moves effortlessly on him. The top hat that rests upon his head has two long silken strands tied to it, which drift casually down behind his back. His face is white, and he has black eye shadow curved slightly up, black lips also curved in a slight grin, and a single teardrop on his right cheek. Yeah, and Terrence will jump back so far he'll probably trip over one of those crazy bench things and go, for fuck's sake! Terrence stares at them, grimacing for a minute, then does a full-body shuffle like shudder and then he proceeds to skirt it so that he stays as far away from the clowns as humanly possible he ignores terry's sudden withdrawal against one of the pews out of politeness and motions towards a door at the far end of the room sad and happy face however are doing an exaggerated and yet silent laugh the keeper of the dead holds his hands in front of his chest as he moves slowly down the aisle on either side, the pews are neatly arranged, and on each one has dressed door mannequins, hunched in unusual poses, dressed in a kaleidoscope of mismatched clothes and colours, and all are looking miserable. Do not mind the congregation. They are always unhappy when we are not doing the psalms. 
You were expected much sooner. And with friends. He looks around at Terry's isolation of friendship. It is of no matter. We are most happy that you have finally arrived. You are expected, yes. I trust you had no trouble finding the place. Ah, trust, yes. Most important in our line of work, would you not say? I would. He arrives at the door and raps on it with his black-gloved hands and then reaches down and opens it. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted amongst the earth. He turns and smiles at you. For the Lord of hosts is with us, yes? He steps back to give Terry room to panic. They're still creepy and they're still gross and I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it. What the hell? Why clowns? Of all things, clowns, really? <laughs> is Terry saying this? Yeah, he's muttering the entire time he's going to the door. He's like... <laughs> Terrence will try to disentangle himself with from whatever mess he's currently heaped in. He'll go through the door. He's not happy about any of this. The room beyond stretches on for more than 100 feet. The walls are bookcases, and all are filled with hard-covered books. There is a smell of vanilla in the air, giving a hint as to their age. The topics cover everything from magic to philosophy, history, especially European, and economics. The sound of water dripping from the old pipes in the building echo with each drop of liquid and break the otherwise silence that dominates the room. On the right and left are two buckets to prevent the liquid from soaking the carpet. Yet the water has a dark red to it and the smell that is now clear over the vanilla of the old books is unmistakable. On the left is a large wooden picture frame. Affixed within it, in a position of crucifixion, is a white elf. His head is tied back, his empty eye sockets look forwards. His face, contorted in agony, shows he neither died fast, painlessly, or well. His neck has been opened up and several stab wounds can be seen on his chest, evident by the puncture holes on the elf's very expensive white suit, which is now stained with blood. On the opposite wall is a much smaller frame. Within it is a goblin. All of his fingers are missing. The data jack is gone and in its place is a collection of fibre optics dangling from the hole in the goblin's head. His shirt has been torn open and his chest is shattered open, thus revealing an empty cavity. Uh, you mean these picture frames are actually their bodies? Oh, that is about a thousand times more macabre than I thought. Oh, jeez, okay. A seven foot long dark wooden desk is in the centre of the room. It has piles of paper and hardback journals that look to be centuries old sitting upon it. And at the desk is an elf. He is wearing a long green waistcoat, light grey shirt and purple tie. He looks up and carefully places the fountain pen that he was using down upon the desk. Slowly, he closes the journal and slides his chair back. He stands and walks towards you. His face is also painted white, with red upturned lips and large diamonds painted over his eyes. Nice outfit. I see that you are admiring my art. Oh, I admit it's a little off the wall, an acquired taste. He points at the elf. I think I like this one a little better. 
He turns back to the goblin. This one just didn't have his heart in it. Sometimes I can slay an audience. But the strands of fate have touched you all. And you all share something in common. Do you know what it is? That's right. You all had one job. Just one job. You had one job too, Terry. You can't rely on anyone these days. You've got to do everything yourself, don't we? Well, that's okay. I came prepared. It's a funny world we live in. Speaking of which, you know how he got these scars? And he pointed up at the elf. Oh, uh, God. The guy on the wall. <laughs> the guy on the wall. Fuck. <laughs> All that was required of you was to get into that office and obtain the manuscript. We did get the manuscript. Don't test the monster in me. He moves fast and grabs you, and he smashes your body against the wall under the dead elf, his blood dripping upon your shirt. There is a short, vicious-looking knife in his hand, the blade he holds against your throat. Five hundred years of planning and you almost threw it away! A rage is in his eyes as the blade begins to cut your flesh, parting it like it was never solid in the first place. It burns and your blood starts to flow. Then the fire is gone from his eyes and the knife from your neck. But you didn't. He turns away before looking back at you over his shoulder. Terence is just like cowered against the wall where he was put and he's like barely breathing. The robin on the steeple, it's singing to the people. A blam, a blam. They all fell down. You know, it took many years to get that rodent to come out of that dark hole that he was hiding in. Your hubris almost tainted the bait. The flash in his eyes burned for a second before it fades again. He's not even blinking. He's just staring at this guy. You owe me for your curiosity. You found yourself and that of your friends in this maze. (laughs) The sweetest irony is the book isn't even any good. You might not even have read it yet. Oh, cheer up, Terry. It all worked out. And you can relax knowing that this is all your fault. There will be a run. And I will call, and you will answer. Terence takes a breath. He comes over and slides his arm around your shoulders. You want to know why you're not dead? It's because I like you. You add chaos into their order. That perverted mare candidate. He puts two fingers to the side of his head and drops his thumb like a hammer, suddenly twisting his head like he'd been shot. You had his brains painted all over the wall. Very artistic. There has been arrests. Corporations running like cockroaches in the light. The politics have been upset. How worked up you all got over that dead waitress, magic, demons, oh my. You bring anarchy in your wake like a container ship of misery. Oh, I like you, but I am a collector of art. He motions to the far wall where there are four large wooden frames upon it. The first has a backing of runes. The second is green with a four-leaf clover motif in the corner. The third has the rough shape of a female cut into what looks like a book cover of birds of the Western Hemisphere. 
and the last looks like a movie poster of Jaws, but the shark is missing. I know the voices in my head are not real, but sometimes the ideas that they have are awesome. He slides his hand from Terry's shoulders and uses him to push off. Terrence is still against the wall, so he doesn't move far, but he flinches. He looks back and flicks his wrist. From the air so thin is now a playing card. On its back is a cred chip, and he slowly offers it to Terry. One by one, this corrupt city will hear my call. And one by one, they will all fall. Terence reaches his hand up and very gingerly takes the card. And he looks at it. Is it by any chance the Joker? You know, I'd like to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Terrence has got this very distinctive, you're a fucking nut job look on his face. But he's not saying anything. The door opens and the keeper of the dead is standing there. A smile ever so slight upon his lips. Still with us, I see... How agreeable, yes. He leads you back to the front door, where Happy and Sad Face open it and silently look at you. There are those who dwelt in darkness and in the shadow of death. Prisoners in misery and chains. But I have the key. We will be enjoying your company again. He looks back to the wall art in the other room. You may come and... hang for a while. Yes. Happy and sad face laugh their silent laugh. Terence is just shaking his head. He's like, no. (laughs) And he leaves. Terence hates clouds. I'm not sure if I've told anyone that. I don't think I even told I you that, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrence will get in his car and drive his, like, really fast back to Cornerstones, but probably still not fast enough to get there again before Cypher does, if that's where she's yeah, going. Yeah, Cypher would probably get there first. Yep. Cypher's gotten there. I'm assuming George has dropped her off. Mm-hmm. Yep, she runs inside. She looks around. She's got, like, a panicked look on her face, behaving a little bit erratically. Uh... More so than usual. Where is everyone? She's seeing people everywhere. Is Fanny Man or Lambert around? Yep. Or is it yep. Well, Lambert's in with with Ren, and they've taken the bullet out and stitched her up. So she's. Uh, yeah, but where are they? In, in, in the, the back room. What the back yeah. room? Oh, okay. So Cipher runs in the back room. She looks down at Ren. Is Ren like awake or? I don't know. Is she conscious? She'd be awake, but she's a bit. Okay. Sort of out of it. And almost okay. as out of it as this poor patron who wasn't Who's who given a bunch of blood is now being shaken because Cypher's seen the uh, transfusion uh, tube from his arm to her arm. And she's like, "No, she's taken my blood! God damn it!" <laughs> and she's rolling. He's up just like, "Ah!" She turns to the goblin doctor and she's like my blood and he just looks at you and is like A what type are you <laughs> oh yeah she would know <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be fair I don't know my blood type 
<laughs> Only Aaron knows your blood type. Well, no, I mean, Ren knows her blood type because I had to pick one for her because I was asked, but Emily does not know her blood type. Uh, what, what, um, what blood type do elves have? I don't know. <laughs> Old. Old blood? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Could you, could you use elf blood in a human? <laughs> Is Cypher still shaking a poor patron of cornerstones yep um she's probably got like blood type like o blood type or something like that something something i don't know uh, but elf blood probably isn't compatible with human blood is cypher Googles. was cypher yelling or yep okay then ren will have noticed that and the goblin right. grabs cypher by the nose pulls her down to eye level B, you weren't here. C, I couldn't wait. And D, when I think of it, I'll let you know. And he lets her nose go. Cypher's eyes are watering from him grabbing her nose. She looks over at Ren, who's... Uh, is Ren stirring? Uh, yeah, trying to figure out what's yeah. going on. Ah, uh, good. So Ren's probably jumped on top of you and she's giving you a big hug. Wait, what? Ren, Ren has jumped on... <laughs> oh, Cypher's jumped on top of you. <laughs> but first I was like, did stuff. you bring the cat? Then I was like, wait, the cat can't... Now, now I'm taking over your... You always take over Ren. Never, it's never, it's never Terry, Ren. Fennyman, Lambert, whatever. It's always Ren. It's always Ren That's stuff. because Terry, Fennyman, and Lambert are all guys. I'm always just like, I'm doing what now? <laughs> <laughs> Ren starts dancing, yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if if Cypher like jumps on top of Ren, Ren is probably going to make a sound of displeasure as that hurts. Oh, okay. So you can uh, Zeno transfusion. <laughs> Says Cypher. <laughs> she, she might have come across in in her in her one of her drunken browsing internet days. Mm. She's like, her face is so close to yours, and she, she's like looking into your eyes. How you feeling? Um, you can that, feel her breath on your face. How should I be feeling? You've got to stop getting shot, dearie. I've only you done it. Worried. I've only done it the once. And once is obviously too much. Sorry. <laughs> her eyes start tearing up. <laughs> oh no! Some tears start falling on facing it. Mm. And she, is um, fine. like, she's straddling you again as if like she was before. <laughs> she's getting dirty again. Ren's all blood soaked. All right, I know what you need. Uh, she jumps off, lands on her feet. Uh, she's jumped off top, off the top of um, Ren, okay. and she's l looking at. Just used her springboard. Ah, good. <laughs> she's looking at what? Um, she's looking at your clothes. It's disheveled, covered bloody, in blood. Yes. Yeah. And somewhat cut up too. Yeah. Uh, oh, and cut yeah, up. Yeah. She's well. not like naked or anything, but definitely like where the where the bullet in the shoulder, wherever it would, he probably would have had to have cut. If the bra was there, it would have had to have cut that. Like, he's tried not to expose her. He's a professional, but wherever the wound is he's had to make sure he had access to it 
Yeah. And right. so, like, if if it was if it's come out the front or if you got hit at the front, so I mean, like, there'd be a big patch of like a band, like uh, the bandage which is holding it, but the ster- uh, sterile pad, mm. and it, it, well, her arm would have been like thing. So if the, the shirt would have been like probably down, but you know, he's like she's strapped around and. Uh, so that the arm can't move much to try to minimise that sort of stuff, and it looks pretty tight to also be applying extra pressure. Mm-hmm. All right, do you want me to go get you a pair of clothes, Daddy? From where? Um, she's thinking. Hmm. Roof mat. Roof mat. As opposed to wall. <laughs> Floor mat. <laughs> Rock bottom prices. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> we don't bother with uh, racks. <laughs> All the clothes are on the floor. <laughs> I can, I can just get changed when I go home. You can't go home like this. You, you look like a poor person. I'll go, I'll go get you some clothes. <laughs> She's kind of. Cipher, I am a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ran off. No. She's run outside, and she's darted off down the street. <gasps> okay, great. <laughs> well, hopefully she can get something for under two hundred credits because <laughs> she doesn't have that much left. <laughs> Terrence will probably arrive. Almost immediately after Cypher. <laughs> after Cypher's left! <laughs> it's just a constant in and out of various people. <laughs> Cypher leaves. Terrence leaves. Cypher shows back up. Cypher leaves. Terrence shows back up. Well, Terrence is going to show up and he's going to go go find Ren and he's going to ask her if she's okay. Since she's awake now. <laughs> yes. And Terry does have a cut on his neck yes he does perhaps the doctor should see to that what see see to what you're bleeding are are you sure that isn't just blood from earlier there was a lot that happened today yeah but your neck is dripping blood oh and it wasn't before that's that's fine. Seriously. And Terrence goes over to, to Lambert and hugs him. And Lambert doesn't let go. And you know that he Terrence loves you because just... that's his good shirt. <laughs> oh, shit. Which is now covered in blood. Everyone's covered in blood. <sighs> After a little bit of that, Terrence is gonna is gonna is gonna back up a little bit. He's gonna hold up his, his card with the chip on it. And he's gonna ask, do you know what this means by any chance? Who's he asking? Lambert. That's a playing card with money. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me rephrase the question. Do you know what it means when a psycho clown gives this shit out? Psycho clown? Yeah, like, uh, circus from mental hospital broke loose. And Fennyman's like, are you mean in Harlequin? I don't know. He said a lot of words and a lot of them didn't make any sense. Where did you go? You went and found clowns? And they are not what I was looking for. 
I was just told to go there to pick up the payment, and I wanted to get any payment for you payment guys for as soon as possible, because you might payment need Payment for what? The job we just botched, apparently. If there was trouble, I didn't want to involve you two, because you were already hurt. Cypher was traumatized and full of guns. <laughs> full of guns? <laughs> Did she- did Cypher- Oh no, she left the guns at the house. I was just- Did Cypher run to the store with guns? <laughs> just a submachine gun in each hand. I want a discount. And a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> no, she left them- she left them at the house. I just had a moment where I was like, Terrence I'm here to buy a that. cardigan. I want your best cardigan. It's got to be knitted really well. <laughs> Terrence doesn't know any of this. Is that is that why you're bleeding because of a clown? Yeah, apparently I mucked up a job that he wanted done. Which you're, one? You weren't there. You wouldn't remember. Um, Fennyman, do you remember that that elf and and his goblin hacker and the warehouse with the rain and the crazy circle magic nonsense? Yeah, that was like a year ago. Yeah, they were pinned up on the wall like those those bugs you find in conservatories. Why? Apparently they failed the clown guy and he decided to make them into art. What did we have to do with that? I may have switched the manuscript for a copy I made. And he has a Becca frown at this point. <laughs> Why did you do that? I wanted to read it. I thought it might be important information, but it's just, it's, it's baloney about New World Order. We don't know much about Harlequin. He's an elf. He's old. Yeah, something about a 500-year-old plan to get the, the elf we were supposed to <laughs> deliver the manuscript to to come out of hiding. Well, he did. It's all over the news. Eh, I don't even know who it was. He said, like, three cent three and a half sentences to us before getting shot in the head. It was Scribe, the author of your, your book you stole. Why would the guy want to steal his own book? He didn't. I, I don't... Harlequin wanted to steal the book. I think he just wanted it back. He did. Oh, that's weird. This is all very weird. It has been a weird day. So how did he know that he didn't have the original. Did you botch that? I thought I did a pretty good job, but he looked at it for like three seconds and was like, Bleh. and then his face got shot off. Which I guess that also means Harlequin knew it was fake too. Uh, why would that mean that? Because he didn't seem terribly happy with you, did he? Well, no, but why would he keep us alive in that? Like, why go through so much trouble? Wouldn't it have been easier to just kill all the guards on the roof without worrying about not hitting us? I'm not sure if you noticed this, but the rumor is he's completely fucking insane. I mean, I would have guessed that just from the freaking clown outfit. I mean, why? So he shot all the guards on the roof? Or he had someone do it for him. <sighs> Although I would have expected that you were expendable, but maybe it amuses him. He's not exactly been stable. There's been a slew of people turning up dead over the last 20 years. 
They've all thought that he's been involved. No one's been able to pin anything on him, though. Only 20 years? This guy's been alive and scheming for more than 500, and he's only been killing people the past 20 years? Oh, I think he's been killing people a lot longer. I think the difference is he's now not as worried about people knowing it was him. Now there's a demon and a murder clown. There's a demon, too? No, there's a yeah. shadow entity that's copying Ren's genetic signature. And showing up in the mirror at their house. Yeah, it's like this creepy shadow child. That wouldn't be your doing either, would it? Well, not as far as I'm aware. It was already there. I tried to track where Ren was, and it was just there. I mean, I didn't do it. How are you getting yourselves into these sort of situations? Hey, the last situation we had that involved a demon was apparently my ancestor's fault, so that's just um, bad luck and genetics. Normally, we just go do a job and then it all goes bad, I would say. So you're still alive. I can clearly see that. So he let you go. Yeah, something about wanting us for another job. Chaos. Jeez, I thought Mr. Book was scary. Mr. Book is scary, but he's not insane. Well, there's there's scary, and then there's scary and insane. Which is just worse. By multitudes. What job does he want done? He didn't say. He just cackled and said more weird shit. Oh, how helpful. Well, he paid us for... Me fucking up a job a year ago, so there's that. Terrence shrugs. I have no idea how much, though. Well, if it's from a year ago, how much was he supposed to pay you a year ago? We finished the job we had a year ago. This is basically a continuation of it gone wrong. Oh. Gone horribly, horribly wrong. Oh. I'm half suspecting you've done a few jobs for him. Uh, something about that one job that involved shooting a, the minister guy in the house. The one who Mr. Book shot and then gave us the credit for. Oh my god, I can't imagine doing a job for this clown and Mr. Book. That, you should uh, tell Cypher when she gets back. She went... Uh, she wants to buy clothes. Terrence blinks. She went shopping. She says I need clothes so I don't look like a poor person. You, you are, are a, poor, a person. poor person. That's what I said. Uh, well, let me let me put this this chip through and I'll send you some money so you aren't quite as poor as you usually no, are. I'm not taking your money from a job that you did and that I didn't do. This money is for the job where we almost got shot and died. The other job from a year ago was already paid for. You are getting at get least shot. <laughs> one third of this chip. Yeah, I don't recommend getting shot. No, I, would, I wouldn't I would recommend that either. Terrence looks at you really confused and then looks over at the doctor and mouths blood loss. Yep, she got shot. Body punctured. When body punctured, body leaks. Hence, blood loss. Glad we <laughs> cleared that dead up. Dead pants. At this, at this, at this <laughs> goblin. Cypher seemed pretty upset they didn't wait to use her blood. <laughs> oh, Cypher's a bit goofy. 
Wouldn't surprise me at all that she got uncomfortably close to your face. She did that, didn't she? Yeah. Terrence nods. He's like, okay. And he, he sits down in whatever chair is near and available. And he, he starts putting the chip through with his phone. And how much money is on it? Oh, 30 grand. <laughs> Terrence blinks at his phone rapidly and he's like, oh, we're dead. We're so dead. We're in so much shit right now. Holy crap. And he sends a third of it to Ren. And he sends a third of it to Cypher. What's wrong now? He's like, check your phone. It's not good. It's not good. Um, Ren get her. Yeah, I guess Ren's phone's in her pocket. She'll... Ren has a little message that goes, you just got transferred 10,000 credits. Uh, that's a third? That is a third. What does he want you to do? I don't know. I guess I can pay Cypher back for whatever clothes she gets. Well, you're certainly not poor anymore. That'll float you for a while. Yeah, that would last me. Nine weeks, maybe. Jesus, where do you live? Penthouse suite? <laughs> no. Definitely not. And the goblin walks over. You were reasonably lucky, so I would advise you not to do that again. And he hands you a flattened slug. And he, like, drops it into your hand. He's like, you're lucky they didn't use Thank hollow you. points. You need rest. The stitches will dissolve on their own. The rest of it will need time to heal. Okay. Thanks. Hmm. And he walks out. <laughs> Took me a minute when he said flattened slug. I was like... N- not an unhappy snail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> an unhappy snail. <laughs> I was like, huh. It was What's raining outside. I stepped on this earlier. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> Just took me a moment. I was like, "Oh." Oh, he's a goblin. Okay. He's a goblin. You know, old habits die yeah. hard. <laughs> Have a slug. Maybe it'll make you feel better. Well, Ren's just kind of looking at the bullet. Then, oh. She brings back a shirt, and it's got Target written on it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is Cipher coming back? <laughs> what is she coming back? <laughs> she's she's off shopping for about. Oh well, I don't know. Um, uh, okay, how long? I don't know. I got shot, snail. <laughs> An hour and twenty minutes later. Okay, Cipher's back. Um, she's come back with. <laughs> oh, I was gonna do a card again. Whatever she's brought back, how is if didn't you say one of Ren's arms is like kind of strapped? Yeah, yeah, she's sort of. I don't know how she's gonna put. Yeah, I don't know how she's gonna put anything else on. Uh, well, the, well, the strap is actually like it's um like the sling part, so you can move the arm out okay. of it. But it's all okay. this part's like there's, it's really tight. It comes like under the arm, and he's he's probably done it across the breast too, like the to make sure that whole area is like tight and yeah. doesn't. The shoulder doesn't move as much, so but the actual sling part. Okay. Fair. 
Yeah, she comes back with like a, a winter parka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's unzipped. And she brings it back in, but it's this um, awkward pink sort of colour. Awkward pink. Um, what is awkward pink? <laughs> I don't know. If it's if it's like the um, bright red thing that we were looking at in 7C, it's probably blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Adam posted a picture. He goes, Catalina is going to wear a bright red dress and sends us a picture of a yellow dress. And we were like, and he goes, yeah, Adam, yeah, that. Are you but colorblind? <laughs> we like, so unhappy sure? pink is blue. <laughs> oh, like oh. do you? There we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. So that's definitely pink. Yes. So. <laughs> definitely pink. <laughs> yes. All right. That's not an awkward pink. I'm confused. <laughs> I think it's awkward. <laughs> All right. It's trying hard, but it can't quite be bright enough. Cypher declares that it's awkward. <laughs> so I don't think I could find was this awkward pink thing. <laughs> and <laughs> Fennyman walks oh, in. He's holding a piece of paper. And he's like, Ferret just called. He said he found something about Ren. He thinks you guys should go check it out. Something? What about me? I don't know. He just called. Fairies just gave me the message. He said this is something weird and important. He's at this location. We should go. What? Now? Yeah. You're in you're in no state to move anywhere. But I don't know what it is and it could be bad. I don't know what it is either. Ferret's there now. We should go. Who's Ferret? You've met Ferret. <laughs> Ferret was the one who gave uh Terrence he gave and Lambert Lambert a questionable uh, Christmas gifts. Oh, the the the, <laughs> the weird non-taught. Uh, yeah, oh, what? He's the one who? who checked the morgues when everyone thought we were dead. Yep. All right. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Cipher takes the address, looks at it. Poor part of town. Oh, good. No more rich part of town. You'll just fit in fine. Thank you. Head's Still covered the, in um, blood. The uh, the um the note, and she runs outside, jumps into the back seat of the um the cab. George, where is she going? Can you take me home? And <laughs> she's calling out. I'll be back in a minute. Shadowrun, a slice of life adventure in a dystopian future, starring Becca as Terry the Mage, Raven Insane as Cypher the Hacker, Emily as Ren the Thief, and Ghost as the GM. The excellent Shadowrun is produced by Catalyst Game Labs. The Genesis rule set comes from Fantasy Flight Games, and many of the sounds and music comes from Sirenscape, which is an amazing tool for bringing more life to your game table. This has been a Crit Fail production.